Good day, everybody. This is Chris with Brothers Speed Podcast, where we talk about black LGBT issues and topics. And this is, again, as promised before, I was going to give you a couple days to actually just kind of soak in the first podcast. And now we're going to do the second one in regards to life after the Trump victory with our guest, Mr. Mike, Magic Mike Hawson, over in the Black Caucus location down here in Florida, in the Broward County County Territory in particular. And uh, we're continuing our conversation in regards to life after Trump and the Trump victory in particular. Keep in mind, we have not seen what this guy is going to do, but we're just kind of keeping our eyes open and also giving you guys the weapons as individuals out there of what to do. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Take a look. But that's how I said, again, they're using our identity politics against us, that black people, which we we are the only people who refer to ourselves as black people, right? That's true. When you talk about Latinos, you're talking about Latin Latino, Latina, Latinx, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You're we already know you're referring to a very specific community. Right. Right. Well, isn't that re- the reason why they actually they create have. the term Hispanic? They, that's a politi- uh, well, so politically well, that's why they created are, the term. There are real differences. To say Hispanic really just means to say that you have um, a Spanish language background, yeah. right? Versus being Latinx, which you, which means you have a Latin cultural background. Okay. 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 Because, you know, Mexicans speak Spanish. They don't speak the same Spanish that they speak in Puerto Rico and Cuba and Spain. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But they're Hispanic because it's Spanish language versus being Latin, which means that they're coming from South America mostly. It's regional, right? Okay. The Central South America area. Okay. That's considered Latinx. Okay. Okay? Because okay. it's more Portuguese-based yeah. culture than Spanish necessarily. Okay. 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 So it's really different. But having all those different labels means that they can isolate them. They're not black. They're Latinx. They're Hispanic. Right. Right? They're not Negroes. And they're not niggas. They're not niggers. But they're still of African descent. What did that matter? Wow. Because it's not even recognized. Exactly. Look yeah. at look at how Afro-Mexicans are just now getting recognized in Mexico. You know, it's kind what of funny. You know, it's kind of funny. I just I saw a picture. Uh, this particular picture of a black grandmother mm-hmm. that was with her her black child, mm-hmm. but the black child was holding a baby mm-hmm. because she had a baby with a European descent looking male, mm-hmm. and even though he was also Latin himself, he was of a much lighter skin, mm-hmm. and the baby they had was of much lighter skin as well. Mm-hmm. She was raising her hands to God, saying, "Thank you, yep. thank you." And it, it was a very vivid picture. It was just, it was right there in your face. If you are dark skinned, mm-hmm. and to have it whitewashed, <laughs> is have a whitewashed skin out of it, history and everything, is a much better benefit mm-hmm. than not. They have a the light of the rider. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny because this is what I always tell people you cannot stop. A person who suppresses from suppressing. You cannot stop that. So you can take away black people all you want to. Who's next? They're going to find something else to be mad about. Absolutely. Because remember that, you know, white people never used to be a thing. They were not a block. All right? You were British. You were Dutch. You were French. You were Italian. Yeah. You were Jewish. Yeah. So they they were not a block. That was also a social construction 
for the benefit to continue to oppress black people. Right. Right. You know, draw that line. You know, you're with us. Gotcha. All right? Gotcha. You don't want to be with them. And they're doing it again. They're doing a good job. So they've been definitely doing a good job. I can definitely say that for sure. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what I'm what I'm more concerned about now is that being the fact that the distance is being created, being the fact that a lot of complacency, even though things may begin to start going up, is it too late to no. go? And so how are because now because now like we said the road is going to be a little bit tougher now to implement things that have already been implemented mm-hmm. the road's going to be a little bit tougher now mm-hmm. especially now that you have somebody in the White House now right. who is completely against kind of but even though they got several people I mean we have several people that constantly throw us underneath our boat our own people uh-huh. the pastors uh-huh. uh, Omarosa uh-huh. then I believe Cost is now part of urban and development at least the offer has been uh-huh. uh, put in so we constantly have our own. Throwing us underneath the boat. And at the local level, too. There are those. At local level as well. Well, this is is what I was saying about becoming the opposition party. And that, you know, the Democrats suffered because we haven't played this role at all. We haven't had to in a long time. So, I want to say that the people like myself, the younger people who are up and coming into this world now, um, need to learn how to do it all over again in, in our own way. You know, we have to be vigilant. You know, we have to pay constant attention, even as terrible and disheartening as it may seem. You cannot turn away. Right. Right. Because you cannot fight against what you cannot see. Right. All right. If you don't see it coming, there's nothing you can do about it. There's no reason to roll over and give up now. Right. Just because they control the legislature doesn't mean that they will necessarily get what they want. That's true. That's true. You know, you know they 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 have a supermajority in Congress right now, but it's not bulletproof. Right. You know what I'm saying? That we can still put a stop to things, but we have to engage our leaders, the right. ones who are already there. Are there leaders? <clears throat> well. <laughs> I use leader in a very broad term. Yeah. In, in, in the sense that they've already been elected, so, and they have, you know, access and personnel and the budget. So they just. They vote. So because of They're that. They're there already, so, you know, utilize we utilize them. Gotcha. We, the, this, is, this is what it's about. It's about reacquainting ourselves with the system and utilizing the tools at our disposal. Gotcha. For example, back in 2011, I was part of Occupy Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And the following year, they were going to have a city election. And I think all five seats of the commission were up. Um, And it was also going to be a charter review year. Um, And if you remember Occupy, it was the, the, the genesis of, I guess, our current, like, um, strong activist movement across the country, that activity that has been continuing to happen. It's rallied around Black Lives Matter and now um, No Dapple and stuff like that with Standing Rock, that people are more willing to engage into that activist activity now because they see what's happening and how things have been going. There have been a series of decisions that have put us in place already, like Citizens United. You know, Those are the things that are almost impossible to roll back now but we can turn them to our advantage 
people need to people take advantage of the tax designations and form your own organizations. 501c3, 501c4, 501c6. You know, okay. but for people, it's so much easier to just go and protest, even though it does absolutely nothing. No, uh, it, yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely disagree. This Why? is where This is where unity becomes so important because that activist activity gives me as a political, as someone who has a seat at the table, it gives me leverage. Okay, it may give you them want, a, what? You want my people to go home. You want them to stop blocking up the, the streets and, and boycotting in front of your businesses and carrying on and so forth. Then give me what I want. Okay, who's doing that? Who's standing up and using that leverage now? Well, that's what I'm working on building now. Okay, and what I like to impress upon people is that we have a handful of people who are out here working, but we cannot do it by ourselves. Okay, I look at the Black Caucus, and you know we have five officers and a handful of board members. You got a total of you know uh, eight, maybe nine people. So the the leadership of the caucus falls on the nine people, and you know if you got nine people on the board, you got maybe three. Of them who are actually doing work for them who are actually doing work, it's just it's just a numbers game, right? Because right. it is so much easier to be more concerned with your personal life. I wasn't able to get to that. I didn't do that. Da, 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 da. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But those of us who were truly dedicated, that burden falls on us, and there's only so much that we can do. Right. There's yeah. almost there's only so much personal capacity that I have. Right. You know so. I'm going to be running for president of the caucus, our, our Broward chapter, in the spring. Yes. But even as the president, my my sphere of influence is still only so much. What does a black caucus do? What, what does it really do for the local community? Well, that is the thing that we're working on now is forming a new mission. Before, it was the, the organization that we had years ago was controlled by um, Frida or something like Frida something. And... Though she was a black lady and she had a couple members in the caucus, she wasn't really doing anything with it. And it seemed very apparent that she was actually suppressing the development of the caucus. She wasn't doing anything to build the membership. Wow. So we went through, we've just gone through a period of rebuilding with a new president, a new board, and bringing on new members okay. and actually doing stuff just to elevate our voice within the party. Gotcha. gotcha. Right? So as far as outreach and activity out in the community, we haven't gotten to that work yet. Okay. Just because it's been so much work just to do the reorganization. Yeah. So our current yeah. president, Corey Shear, has done a magnificent job in that, bringing in the new members that we have now, making sure that we've had um, two black history luncheons that has allowed us to raise some money and allowed us to influence these elections that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. Yes, yes. That, you know, we endorse Dale for office, we endorse Mark for office, and several other local, you know, city leaders and judges who won their offices this um, general cycle, yeah. you know, so that's important. That work that we're doing is important because we are a political organization, right, right. first and foremost. Right, right. So if we are going to engage in government and we're going to make things happen, we're going to try and actually get solutions, then we need to make sure that we're electing right people to begin with. Right. 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 And that uh, my mission moving forward would be to build the caucus into a mechanism that will, number one, now hold those elected account, um, uh, elected representatives accountable Yes, to yes. our community. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. Making sure that they are, you know, when 
the thing about democracy is that you're never doing anything by yourself. You have to work with the team. Yes, right? that's true. Very but true. being a good member of the team means that you're pulling your weight. Okay, being a good leader for the community means that you're actually engaging in that fight and trying to at least deliver something for us. So that's our job right now is to be vigilant on that and say, are these people that we supported for office, you know, when they won these people who are in office and they do uh, self-identify as Democrats? Are we holding them accountable for what we believe they should be doing for our community? That's true. And if not, then what are our plans? Who are we going to run for that seat next? Yes. Okay? Who is going to be working on that campaign and developing the strategy and making sure that a proper organization is built around that candidate and build a campaign to actually win and put them in office? Now, That is an important step. Now, that also brings up several things because I think there needs to be a much more powerful voice for the black LGBT. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure is there, yes, we have LGBT, but most of the time it's usually more white men mm-hmm. fighting for really I, white men. I compare it to women's suffrage back in the day. That's exactly what it was. And don't get me wrong. There's many things that, I mean, there's many benefits that come out of it that mm-hmm. people reap. But the reality is, as far oh, yeah, as only as because of the, the battles that were already fought before for civil rights in general. So right. the climate now is very different compared to women's suffrage so that you know the the rights that are won in this movement do truly benefit everybody but there is so much more that could be done and should be done specifically by us as black gay men right and so that now brings another question in terms of the things and the issues that we would like to see mm-hmm. I, right now it's kind of kind of kind of Interesting because I don't really see many black LGBT organizations mm-hmm. out there that are really in the political scheme or right. political aspect of things at all. So as far as actually a voice. Our community needs services. We need somewhere to go. We need resources. But, right? but, so those are the existing organizations, the few that do exist. That's their orientation. They're nonprofit organizations and maybe even charities that are focused on delivering services and whatnot to our community. But if we really do want to engage on a political level, then, like I said, we need we as sovereign citizens need to take that step to engage. Okay. Put ourselves out there to be engaged. Don't wait for someone to come to you. Grab your friends, your family, and sit down and have your own little club meeting. You don't need to go to nobody to do that. You know what? But you have your own friends. Sit down. Have, make it intentional, guys. There is shit going on around here that we need to be paying attention to. Let's talk about it. It it, It don't got to be a long conversation. 30 minutes. But getting people to act. Right. Well, it's it's like you said, one step at a time. There's step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. Right. right? Right. If you put in the personal effort to... And I'm going to teach you guys a little bit. Organizing. (laughs) So... You know, we always say that um, in campaigning, people will come for the candidate, but they stay for you, right? Because it's all about personal relationships. The relationship that you leverage with people, that you build and leverage with people makes all the difference in whatever else that you're going to do. Right. Okay. Right. So if you are feeling concerned and you feel like, I don't know what to do, I don't know where to go, da, 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 da. I would say, number one, do some research. Google is your friend. Everyone got a smartphone in their hand. True. 
You can you can imagine some terms to start searching for, and you know you just go down the rabbit hole. You do it with everything else. I know you do it with anything else you're working on, any projects you're working on, your porn, whatever. You like to go down the rabbit hole. Do that. Right, right. Make right. it intentional that you are informing yourself. You are feeding yourself what you need to know to be better informed. Because gotcha. you can't take action without proper information. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay? Leverage your relationships, number two. Get your own people together, your own circle of people, just to have the conversation. Engage in that conversation and know where everyone stands. This is how you build community. If we are not talking to people, all right, and by people, I mean the people who are physically around us, okay, because we all have our networks, we have our own little world of people that we interact with. They're not necessarily our communities that we live in. Right. Right. Which is how the government and political power is still organized, is around property, it's around land, it's around a physical space that you are occupying. You cannot ignore that. Right. So gather those people around you. You live in an apartment building, that's the easiest to do. That's, you're absolutely right. You got that. two, three, four, five, God knows how many floors. You can go knock on those people's doors and say, hi, I'm your neighbor in 6B, and I want to have a meeting about what's going on in our city. I just want to talk about it. I got a piece of information, and I thought that we should know what's going on. Would you come, to my, come, come down the hall to my apartment? Let's have some coffee and talk about it. True. Absolutely, absolutely. If only five people show up, you are successful. Because if you can have a conversation that motivates and empowers those five people, mm-hmm. and each one of those people now brings someone else with them to the next meeting, mm-hmm. and they bring someone else with them to the next meeting, mm-hmm. you start to multiply your power now. Absolutely. You don't need to necessarily reach 100 people, you yourself personally. Yeah. But if you reach three people and they reach three people and they reach three people, before you know it, you have reached 100 people just like that. Absolutely. We see how quickly things spread around the Internet. What do you think people did before the Internet? Hello. That's true. They had to actually go to meetings. And they actually had more, uh, better conversation, actually. Exactly. <laughs> and it, like, you think that you don't want to go to the typical political meeting and be bored by whomever is going to stand up there and talk at you and yada yada. Hold your own meeting. Run it the way that you want. Engage. Right, right. All right? Find out when your city commission meeting is. Yep. Go to it. And I say go to it because even though I said earlier they stream it online, you can watch it live, you can watch it after the fact, that's the catch up. Gotcha. Go to the meeting, meet the people who were in the room because you know who comes to those meetings? The lobbyists come to those meetings, okay? All those lawyers and business people who want to curry favor with our elected officials. They want business with our cities and with our county. They're in the room. You'll get to know who they are. Other community leaders who are already engaged and they're trying to do something and they need people to help them, they'll be in the room. Introduce yourself. Because if you don't have anything going on for yourself or it's just the five of y'all and you don't know who else you can hook up with and, and there's no one else who's interested like in your building, in your neighborhood of getting together to do something, then go outside of your neighborhood and now engage in something. So let me ask you this. Right now, the biggest thing, what's the biggest topic you think as black people, black LGBT people, whatever the case is, what do you think right now is the biggest issue or the biggest topic that we should fight for right now? 
the thing is, I don't think there is any one thing that is going to get everyone to unite behind it. True. Because we're all individuals. And even in within our community, we have our own little subgroups. And That's very true. They We have competing interests that play against each other. Okay. And I think that we really need to start reframing our conversation about action and not make it about what is the one issue that is going to unite people, but what is the ideal? What is the value that is going to unite people, no matter what? Our message needs to be that this, like I posted on Facebook today because some uh, someone said, you know, in, in the video that we were watching that America has never been all white. You're right. Never. Absolutely. It has never been all white. Okay. But the white people who were here built power structures that benefited them. True. The genius, though, is that they're not the only ones who can benefit from them. True. We just simply need to engage. If we try to rally people behind the idea of what America really is, that our competing interests get us to the middle, to the balance, nobody will be happy, but everybody will get something that they want and need. True. That is what we need to be fighting for. That's what we need to be building towards. That everyone has a seat at the table and everyone can come to the table and negotiate to get what they need. But you know what? That's what we need to focus on because then it's not a matter really of you accepting me as, you know, somebody with a Caribbean background being black enough to be, you know, right. You know, black power with you. No, it's about us as Americans taking back our power. Period. But you know what? People still want to take away. People still want something because I'll be honest with you. A lot of people really, because like you mentioned before, a lot of people just don't know where to start. Right. And even with the topics and stuff, just even top five topics right mm. now that actually you think, even if it's local, what do you think is actually important? Because people want something to go for. I would like to be involved, but I don't know what to be involved in. What will be mm. top five it's things? A- Three to five. I, I find it really hard to say because I can give you what's important to me, but what's tell me. important to me is I, not necessarily what's important. But to tell everybody. me, tell me, tell me. Well, like for for me, things that are important to me are you know sustainable development, education, um, and sustainable economics. Right. Okay. All right. All right. So that's something that I will be fighting for. I think a lot of people really will fight for those things because self reliance. I think self reliance is probably because don't everybody have the same worldview, and that's my point. We don't need to agree on a particular worldview in order to come together and say that we each have the right, right, to negotiate for what we want, which is the point. Okay. Okay. All right. It's just like. With GOTV messaging, a lot of times people don't respond directly to um, an appeal to vote for a particular candidate, right? right? They they will make up their minds on their own. They need information, they'll review it, and they'll decide whether or not they like that person. Gotcha. gotcha. Right? Gotcha. That's not going to make anybody who hasn't already made a decision actually go out and vote. If you give them just the general message, though, that, hey, voting, election day is today, go vote. Go and vote. People are more likely to take action. 
So I approach it the same way. I don't need you to work on sustainable development with me. What I need you to do is work on, we all got a seat at this motherfucking table. Gotcha. Gotcha. That is what we need to be concerned about. So that you don't have to worry about people's identity politics. Fine, you want to be in your little Haitian club, be in your Haitian club. You want to be in your Jamaican club, be in your Jamaican club. Right. All right. You want to be in your Brazilian club, be in your Brazilian club. But at the end of the day, all of us can come together and say, hey, guys, all right, we have this issue that's going on right now. How are we going to solve this? True. Well, I need this. I need that. And you're all going to argue, but you're going to come to an agreement at the end of the day because you all had a voice. That's true. That is the action that we need to be working towards. But if you want more specifics on an individual level, I will give everyone three things that they need to do. Okay. Number one, they need to go and introduce themselves to a local official. Okay. All right. Like, where can that be done? The local library? Yeah. Need to be in downtown? Should, well, or, no, yeah. go go to your cities. Go, like I said, find out when your city commission meetings are and just go to a meeting. Where do they go? How to find the information? Where? Go where to your go? city hall. City hall has a this city hall website? They all have websites. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they. So, pull out of the city hall. Your friend. Okay. Every, there are 31 cities in Broward. Every one of them got a city hall and a website. Start with a city hall. Broward okay. County government also has a website. That's true. That's right. You're right. So, at the very least, you will know who these people are because their pictures and biographies are on the website. Gotcha. Okay. Second. Second. Second, find yourself an issue to engage in. Are there lists on the the websites? (laughs) No, it's literally anything that you could possibly care about. Okay. If you if you have a problem with the way that your parks look in your city, that's your issue. Go get on Parks and Rec. There's gotcha. a board for that. Go get on Parks and Rec so that you will have influence over the parks in your city. Okay. Okay. You got an issue with the pot the potholes and the the roads in your city in your neighborhood. Contact your city. Contact the county government. They're really the ones who work with the Florida Department of Transportation to fix those issues. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, you okay. want to be part of the. You have a. Let's say you don't have a vehicle and you have to ride the bus and cuss about BCT every damn day like I used to. Okay, <laughs> go participate in the Metropolitan or Planning Organization for the Transportation and Infrastructure Development of the region. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. And, that, and when I say the region, I mean this is an organization that's working on a plan to modernize transportation infrastructure between the tri county area from Palm Beach to Miami. Got interesting. Okay. okay. Right. And the county itself has its own, of course, runs BCT, the airport, the seaport. They have boards to advise them on all of that. Get yourself appointed to a board. Come join the Black Caucus. Join the, the, the Broad Democratic Party. You have a Democratic Executive Committee. There are five, 577 precincts across the county. There are supposed to be people who represent each one of those precincts within both the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. Or if you choose a third party, the Green Party is here, the Libertarian Party is here, the Independent Party is here, the Independence Party is here, the Socialist Party is here. There's there is, and there's a list available on the on the supervisor of election website, or if you prefer, you can go to the Florida Division of Elections website. Wow! So really, at this point, the information is available, and you know where to go now. You know where to yeah, go. Yeah, what I tell you, internet is so powerful, yes. and everybody has it at their fingertips. There really is zero excuse. So, I, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, what we're seeing right now is really a direct result of people not really taking action. 
Mm-hmm. So now that you see oh, the people, go ahead. I got. I forgot the third action. Tell me. The last action is to talk to someone that you know or don't know who either did not vote or voted for Donald Trump. Why? Because perspective is important. You need to listen. Mm-hmm. You will not understand why people voted the way they do if you don't understand how they feel. Don't debate them. True. Ask them, why did you vote for Donald Trump? Because I was scared. What are you scared of? That people are coming to take my jobs. What jobs? Okay. Okay. That, and that actually makes total sense. I mean, you really can't necessarily address people and address their concerns if you don't know exactly what those concerns are. Exactly. And, and, and it makes total sense. I, and you know what? I agree with that. Just simply, and you know people what? have the right to vote any way they want. That one-on-one conversation might change the, that person's views or might start pushing them in a new direction because a lot of it comes from misinformation. So if you're armed with information... That will help you possibly answer whatever their concerns are. You just flip them. True. Never forget, I flipped a lady at the poll during the 2014 election. She was going to vote for Charlie Chris, and I asked her to vote for Nan Rich, and she asked me why, and I gave her a breakdown. And I was like, Charlie Chris did X, Y, and Z. Oh no, was it not? Nah, uh, it was Rick Scott versus Charlie Crist. Gotcha. That's what it was. And so I flipped her because she was going to vote for Rick Scott, and this was a black woman. She was going to go vote for Rick Scott. Wow. I was like, hold on, let me clarify something for you. <laughs> <laughs> just, is- just the basic knowledge of some of the things that the governor has done, has done and advocated for and laws that he has signed passed by his Republican legislature, comparing that to what Charlie Chris and the Democratic Party can offer. It was just that simple to have a conversation. If I, my first question to her is, why are you voting for Rick Scott? You're a black woman in America. Why are you voting for Rick Scott? Please tell me. Yeah. Wow. And having a, an in-depth conversation about why she was voting for Rick Scott first before I talked to her about Charlie Chris made all the difference. Wow. And you know what? That's good. I think a lot of people really... Because I think view, people view the political system as a very, very complex, very misunderstood. But they really just don't get it. Right. And no, it, it is big. It is complex. But you know what? It is not impossible to understand or to maneuver within but see, at that, all. That's what it's makes actually people, a lot easier than you thought. But see, that's what makes people just really don't want to engage in it because it's too complex. If it's not simple, right. and I think you're really seeing that people's we actions, it, the, simpli- the simplicity of things, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, there's nothing that you can really get done. I mean, it's easy to stand in front of a doctor's office and say, don't kill babies, when you're not necessarily, not necessarily attacking the reason why people feel that it's important mm-hmm. for them to actually go an abortion. Some mm-hmm. people may be on Section 8. Some people may not mm-hmm. necessarily have a job. Some people, all these other things. Mm-hmm. And so the reasons behind it, no one wants to attack. It's just right. better to attack the person than actually better to go and actually find out the reasons why. And mm-hmm. because those are much more complex reasons. Oh, yeah. So complexity, people, people don't want. People hate complexity. People don't but hate you know people what? I have decided that I'm going to take a page out of Lupe Fiasco's book and I'm going to stop dumbing it down. Why? Stop it. 
Because this is exactly the thing that is ruining our country right now. But wait a minute. I just told you people don't like complexity. So you have no choice but to dumb it down. Nope. Trump is a dumbed down version. Let's kill it. He's a dumbed down. They saw him on a reality show. Yep. They saw how great he is. You're fired. Yeah, they like yep. that. And because right. of that, but you know, he's simple that, to them. You know? That wasn't how it always was. I think if you and it, it can change again. It changed before, it changed again, it changed again, it changed again. This is not the same country we started with 200 years ago. Yeah, now we got two technology. Technology is controlled not, by, not just, you know. It's not just technology. The number of people, the the diversity of people, the diversity of ideas, the just, and because also the technology has completely changed the way that we live our lives. Completely. From when this this country was started, but the fundamental ideas remain the same, and we can rally around that. Okay. The thing is, in order for us to get to that level, you have to have a certain. There has to be a certain spark, and it cannot. That energy cannot be separated from the intellectual part of the movement. These complex matters cannot be solved with basic ABC equation, you know, answers. Right, right. Like, it's just not going to work that way. And to pretend like we need to continue going down this path of dumbing things down in order to get people on. People are not stupid. No, people are not. They are not stupid. They're just lazy. Yeah, thank you right about that. And so you have to address the laziness. Don't assume that they are ignorant. Address the laziness. There's a lot even with that laziness, I think. I but know. you know, it's a, but it's you a, know what the thing is, like you said, the one-on-one conversation is so powerful. It is. It you is. will literally change the way that people behave because of your conversation. If they don't have more to think about, you continue to feed them that same simple syrup. That's all that's going to be up here is simple syrup. You don't give them a more complex, you know, bouillie or, 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 or hollandaise sauce or something like you don't spice it up and make it different. They they will never they can will never fathom. Right. That it could be different. See, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. And but as far as actually people fathom and people's people looking at simplicity, people being you know being lazy, people look at things very simple. Hillary Clinton had the popular vote by two million votes. Mm-hmm. She still didn't win. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump won. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> so, can you because explain that at they all? They don't understand the electoral college. They don't understand why it was put in place. They don't understand the structure of it. They don't understand how it works. Now, most people don't even know the election ain't even over, right? The electoral college doesn't meet until December 14th. They're not going to cast their ballots for president until December 19th. So, wait, who else? Okay, so Donald Trump, even though Hillary has 2 million votes, more in popularity, right. but the actual electoral, she still did not get it. Right. Because, first first of all, the Electoral College was set up as a compromise between the popular vote and Congress Congress just picking a president, right? Because of farmers, this, right? Right. And, and because the country was much slimper. 
And you also have the, the, the time factor that people are having an election in November and they got to travel to D.C. to convey that information. Right. Mm-hmm. There are practical issues that need to be considered in that, too. We live in a very different country now, but some of the things, some of the reasons why the Electoral College was instituted still make sense, right? Please tell really, me. <laughs> Please really, tell me. Break well, this down. Because the, elect- the, uh, the number of electors that each state has is equal to their representatives in Congress. Florida has 29 votes. Why? Because we have two senators and 27 congressional seats, uh, House seats. Okay. So we end up with 29 votes. The real problem is that we are not splitting up those votes proportionally to the popular vote that was cast in the state. We do it all or nothing, as do most states in the union cast their electoral votes as all or nothing. So it doesn't matter that Donald Trump only won 51 percent of the vote in Florida. He's still going to get all of our electoral votes instead of just half of them. And that will never be addressed, will it? The, the actual it can of, of it like, can be, but the 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 thing is, you we as again as sovereign citizens, we have to lobby for it on the the base level. We have to push it up. You cannot have first because in order to have a constitutional convention and amend the U.S. Constitution, right? You need thirty five states to sign on to that. That's right. By the way, the Republicans control thirty four. <laughs> so I'm gonna let that sink in for a little bit. <laughs> oh wow. So if you want to change the outcome of future elections, then what we need to do is start campaigns in each of our states to change the distribution of our electoral votes. Is Democrats even on board with that too? The actual change of process or no? Well, I mean that it's one of those things where you have to you have to shock the idea, you have to sell it, you have to build it until yeah. it gains that kind of momentum. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. Okay. Or you, you you traditionally what they find is a spokesperson, you know, somebody who's popular enough that they will carry it and people will pick it up. Right? Right. There are all kinds of little things that we should be doing. For for instance, like you want to avoid the gerrymandering thing, then each state has should have an independent districting committee like Arizona does now. Really? Yes. And Arizona's pretty successful at this? Well, they just got it and it was just upheld by the 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 Supreme Court. Wow. But the point is that the people took the step to try and wrest that power from the people who were abusing it. That you as an elected official are sitting up here and picking the district that you know that you will win. Wow. Wow. That don't make any sense. Like literally redrawing like, oh, I know I I know I could win plantation, but maybe not Davy so much. Oh, but I could bet Fort Lauderdale, I bet. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? And you start drawing the map real crazy. Look at uh what's Corinne Brown. Her 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 district was Hundreds of miles long from starting from the top of the state going all the all the way down almost to Orlando. Yeah. It's this serpentine district that's cut right through the middle of the state. It's crazy. It why would you do that? That don't make any sense. There are other ways to draw seats. Yes. Right? But it's about who's going to be maintaining power and where. From whom. Gotcha. So on and so forth. Gotcha. I think also if we want to see a better change, then Democrats got to start getting out of the damn cities. Our populations are too concentrated in these cities. That's true. Which is because if you look at Florida in this past election, 
Hillary won Palm Beach and Broward and Miami and Orlando and Hillsborough. And, and I think somewhere up north, I think she got Leon as well, right? Yeah, yes, she does. Yes, she does. Donald Trump got every other. There are sixty-seven counties in this state, so for her to win five and he won sixty-two, wow! Come on, Jesus Christ! Exactly. Wow, wow, wow! wow. Because they, the rest of those sixty-two counties, they're much further out, they're more rural, then their population is nowhere near ours, right? I mean, honestly, most people live in South Florida, and the net the next closest is is down by like, um, I want to I want to get the number right, but I think it's a couple million people. There's a couple million difference between the tri county area down here and the next closest most populous county in the state. Wow, it's a huge difference. Okay, what's well, so Okay, it's Miami, uh, Dade County, Broward County, uh, Palm Beach County. Then it goes to the Brevard County, and then it goes probably. Oh my God, I think it probably goes over to Melbourne. Uh, yeah. Well, Melbourne is in Brevard. But so we're in talking Brevard. about yeah, those true. counties. Yeah, like the gap, the gap in the population between the South County, the South Florida Tri County area, and the next most populous county anywhere in the state is millions. Yeah, it is. It is. Wow. It's a huge gap, wow. right? And even then, like, and you start to see, okay, who are the next? There are like two or three more counties with significant populations that come after Broward, Palm Beach, and Miami. And then the rest of the state, it's country. It's all country. It's rural. You've got maybe 100,000 people in each county. But all of them 60 plus counties, they all added up. To give Donald Trump the ultimate majority of the popular vote in the state. Wow. But because our electoral votes are not distributed proportionally like, say, Utah or Oregon, who also happens to vote completely by mail? What? Yep. And they just just instituted um, a new law to do automatic registration in their state. Yep. So you go get your driver's license and whatnot and you're just like that. Wow. You know, I got to tell you, a lot of this uh, information is also also new to me. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of information that uh, I think a lot of us wanted to hear and also needed to hear mm-hmm. in terms of, one, starting with the basics, where to go. Step yeah. one, step two, step three. Uh, what a lot of us feel about mm-hmm. what may be about to happen. A lot of people right now are just in this state of shock and still don't just know shocked. what the hell to do. Yeah. I, I mean, Listen, my phone committed suicide on election day. It, <laughs> it knew. And listen, I was running around trying to um, help Mark distribute lunch and I stopped. I was pulling out the box. Somebody called me and I was like, alright, I'm going to call them back. I put the phone on top of the car. Like, surely on top of the car. <laughs> I reached into the car to start pulling out the box and before you, I hear it, and I'm like, what? And Mark and Mark was standing right there. He's like, Mike, your phone. And I just I looked at it. <laughs> and I was just like, and it landed face down too. I, oh I, wow. I am convinced the thing jumped. It had a case on it. It had oh, tempered glass on top of it and it still broke. Okay? Oh Shattered. my god. Wow. Next is wow. 6 p.m. So mad. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so 
something. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> All right. And I'm convinced that it knew at that point how the election was going and committed suicide by jumping off the top of my car. And you know what? <laughs> I think a lot of people committed suicide then. <laughs> I mean, it's just because it's so unbelievable. You're just like, how did this happen? Yeah. yeah. It's, and I'm, I mean, for me, it's especially devastating for me and, and, and people in my field who have given countless hours, seven days a week, yeah. for months on and for over a year to impact this election and still have this outcome like but now this is where the real work comes in the true endurance now yeah. mind now you now is the endurance work I mean cause now you have I mean well I mean the alt-right movement uh, which is basically white, white supremacy, supremacy. Uh, you have that movement now going on strong I think a lot more people are now beginning even those people who never really thought that way are probably going to be convinced that way too just like a lot of people did again if you go in history so the question is how do you actually start doing things now how do you actually start really going out there and I think we have some good basics but I also think that we have to be really strategic and strong and do a lot of more grassroots work so I do I do see a lot of work I do see a lot of possibility but understand that this is not going to go easy. Oh, yeah. This is not going to go but easy. By no means. It's not going to be an easy four years. No. But I am convinced that if we can get people to come together and, like I said, just agree that everyone needs to have a seat at the table and that is our objective. Right. Okay. Right. That everyone get a seat at the table. Okay, like uh, one of one of my favorite members of the caucus is Moctadir Naim. Okay, he's part of the Muslim community here in South Florida, and um, he reached out to us first, to the Black Caucus first, to try and start facilitating uh, that new unity. You know, having myself and um, other board members and like the president and the vice president come out to his mosque in Sunrise. You know, to come and fellowship with his people and then have dinner out there and just get to know people. Right. And we started collaborating on events together. It's just that simple, right. you know, to start working together across faith lines, across, you know, racial lines and all that to actually build something real. We just have to be willing to do that. We have to stop clutching our fists and, and tucking them under ourselves and saying, like, no. You know, like, I don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> of course you do. No man is an island. No community exists by itself. No community builds by itself. Right, right. Okay, because even these other communities around us who we say that are doing so much better, you know, they have unity within the community they're building. They're still getting, they're getting our money. They're not just getting their people's money. They're getting our money and everybody else's too. Wow. So, last question. Mm-hmm. I'll see a lot of people within the, again, I go by the cabinet selection because it shows the personality of the person that we really let in and the type of people that he's allowing to get in. Mm-hmm. And it seems like every, I think it was a remarkable speech that was given by one of the uh, representatives. Uh, her name is, um, oh God, I can't think of what the representative, she, mm-hmm. she gives one of the best speeches all the time every time I hear her talk. And she's talking about how Donald Trump consistently, everything that he said he was going to do, mm-hmm. he lied. He outright just lied. He said he's not going to allow lobbyists in there. Well, guess what? Now he's bringing lobbyists in there. Mm-hmm. He said he's not going to do this, and guess what? He's doing that. Mm-hmm. And so right now mm-hmm. we got already a good personality uh, change mm-hmm. in a matter of a few months. Not even a few months, a few weeks. 
And so we're already seeing exactly this guy is a liar. And the speech that she gave, um, now I'm looking at all the people that he's beginning to allow to put in. Most of these people believe that you can actually change from being gay. It's more of an understanding of it's a selection. It's a choice to be gay. It's uh, it's all those things. And I don't the, remember making that choice. These, I, listen, I, <laughs> neither do I. But a lot of these people who are in his, who basically he's selecting right now, believe that it's a choice and it can have therapy to heal from being gay. What is your ideas about that? When are we going to get therapy to heal from slavery? <laughs> you I'm know, what? forty acres in a mule. You know, as far as shit, I'll take four acres in a Mustang. I think a lot of people <laughs> really believe that that don't even need to be addressed. Who cares? Jewish people have to do with any remorse. Why should Why should we? So I think a lot of people really believe that. That like Jewish people don't want. The Jewish people have to have any sort of uh, of, of therapy for for slavery. Or if therapy for being the the uh, uh, no the because the they already yeah. getting everything they want. Look at look at how the state of allocated how many millions of dollars to build the new Holocaust Museum over there on the west coast of Florida. It was uh, right over there in St. Pete, mm-hmm. St. Pete, Tampa, them areas. Yeah, and I think it was uh, Representative uh, Latka Latka Representative Latka. That's his district where he fought for that money. New Holocaust Museum. Like we don't have enough of those already. You you go tell the Jews that the Holocaust don't matter. They need to get over that. But you know what? I, I really believe that there's something to learn from it though, of how they actually handle certain things. So just simply mm-hmm. just go out and they make it happen themselves. They, I've seen, I've heard some cases to where they just simply say, okay, you guys don't want to get the fence to build up around the area that we believe is very high on crime and area. Tell you what, we'll all band together and put the money ourselves to build that fence. And it's a, it's a different mentality. And apparently that, it's the same mentality that's been around for generations. Right. And that is what I'm saying. We need to start teaching that to people. Right. And changing their behavior. Right. You know, to have that mentality that we can actually come together and do things for our own. The problem that we must overcome, though, is ego. Ego? Yes. We each need to get over our individual egos. Oh, yeah. People need to stop trying to be in charge, stop trying to control, stop trying to lead, right, what is happening, and... Let the let the people decide together what is the best course. I mean, we, we they've started doing research and they showed that crowdsourcing works. Right? It does. It like, really does. They compared. Listen, they compared the opinions of average everyday Americans who both watch news and don't watch news. Okay, mm-hmm. on you know foreign intelligence reports to the expert opinions of our professional intelligence community. And do you know that the analysis the analysis and predictions out of the aggregate opinions of the people that they polled, right, was more accurate than what the CIA and NSA had predicted on these situations? Really? Yes. Crowdsourcing works. Okay? So let the people come together and figure out how to do these things. And let's stop having... Let's stop the paradigm of top-down leadership. 
that there must be someone at the head, someone who is the face, someone who represents this thing and is going to sell it and make it successful. We need to stop that. The whole idea of having a, 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 a horizontal government that we do, right? And I mean horizontal in that no single branch of government holds more power over the others than any of them, right? right. They are all equal. Right, right. So why is there so much emphasis put on the leadership of the president? Because really the reality is he is convinced by the people around him. He is completely convinced by those people. He is completely controlled by those people who are surrounding him. In many of those cases, they're already there. But what about us? What is... Listen, the country was started because we didn't want a king. We don't want a tyrant. So why do people invest so much energy into a single leader that the president, the president, is going to change it? President can't do shit. He's Real, a new boy. He's religion. the chief administrator. It's religion, the, though. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, oh, mm-hmm. Jesus is. Listen, I don't want to go there, but the reality is. I don't want to go there, but I just I want to bring that question <laughs> up so that people, people look can for a savior. Question that now. We we have I think to so. fill our people with I agree questioning. With that. I they agree need with that. to question it. Yes. Why must there only be a single leader? I agree with that. I believe All right. you're Even if you right say that we need we need a voice, do it always got to be the same voice? No, it doesn't. Can we choose a leaders or leaders who are appropriate for the time? True, true. That's absolutely right. For the appropriate for the time, that makes total sense right? to me. Appropriate for the duty, because you know some people are very impassioned speakers. They can deliver that fire and roll, really rile up a crowd. You know right. that has its place, right? You also have people who can give that really, that that strong, measured, inspirational, you know, very, uh, what's the word, the aspirational kind of speech, right? Mm. That will move people to action in a very different way. Right. right. Right? So why don't we look at those things? True. Or why don't we also consider the fact that together the five of us will make better decisions than the one of us? Absolutely right. I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. And now that comes towards the end. This will be, we actually were talking about two hours, I probably. Woo! Uh, but you know, I. Gives you lots of material to work with. I got a lot of material to work with. I, I, <laughs> a lot of editing. A lot of editing. A lot of editing. Not, actually, not, not, not as much. Not as coffee, much. Not as much. But you know, I do, I do appreciate you taking the time to actually talk Thank to you me. I do appreciate us having this conversation because I'm pretty sure a lot of people right now are just kind of mm. like dumbfounded, don't know what to think. Don't know what to say they're just kind of uh, you know, so I, I'm really really thankful for at least giving us the steps to go and what to think about really take more emphasis in our local uh, our local community as well as what to do and at least getting started to get some sort of a group going on mm-hmm. for you personally you know at least uh, listen your Facebook friends can yep. be also your political friends yep. when it comes to getting you on know, it could be this start a Facebook group I mean I really prefer for people to reach out to, to their neighbors yes people who are actually around them because like I said, right now, the power structure is based on land. It's based on our physical spaces that we occupy. Don't get me wrong. Because Facebook protest was originally started well, by Facebook. Yep. So, you know, we, yep. we take those yep. into consideration. Yep. I really believe that right now that as long as people are still very passionate about this, mm-hmm. um, I, I really believe. And by the way, I, I, I love the not to say that I disagree with protests. 
but I just I look at it as you, which you also changed my mind on it during this interview, um, to look at it as a tool. Yeah. I just hope that the same passion that he feel now mm-hmm. still exists nine months later. Still, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, I mean, I know, I know some of these people personally. They are friends, and I can tell you that the passion is there and is real, and it, it is going to be long lasting. There is nothing that is going to put out the fire for some of these people. There's okay. just nothing that you can do about that. And um, I also want to make it my mission to include them in, in my leadership, at least at the caucus. Like, I, I agree that the their protests are a tool, and I think that they should be included in that voice. Like I say, us together will make better decisions than any one of us individually. We just need to work on that. And I'm going to make a a shameless plug real quick um, for the Democratic Black Caucus of Broward County. Our Christmas party slash membership drive Uh is going to be on December 19th at Lauderdale Lakes at the Multipurpose Center. I think that's uh, 4320 Northwest 36th Street in Lauderdale Lakes. Okay, It's right off of 441. Um, it's going to be at 7 p.m. Membership is $15. Okay. And I encourage everyone. That, that's one of the tasks that I gave, right? To come and get involved with something. There you go. You all know where else to go. December 19th. Come and join the Black Caucus. Get to know some of our people. There are a lot of elected officials and former candidates who are part of the caucus. Um, they're willing to provide leadership and guidance and mentorship and, and whatever else. That's good. You know, and we're all ready to do that. We just need more people to come in and join with us. More people need to join the circle. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really agree with that. And you know what? I, I definitely want to see how much more involvement I could possibly do or whatever type of help I could possibly be of service. I'm more than happy to do it. Hey, you know what? You are already doing it right now. You are delivering your voice to the world there are people who are listening to you so that gives you power that's the power of our media right now and like i said earlier it's so important for us to feed ourselves if you keep doing what you're doing and your audience keeps growing then you're doing the right thing thank you thank you thank you thank you and on that note i'm going to end it off with mr michael magic mike towson <laughs> uh thank you again for joining us this is chris with black lgbt issues and topics brother speak thank you so much guys stay care stay care what does that mean stay stay <laughs> let's do mean it <laughs> bye-bye <laughs>